0: Section fifty of the Glories of Mary by Saint Alphonsus Liguori. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Various practices of devotion to the Divine Mother. The Queen of Heaven is so liberal, as Saint Andrew of Crete says, that she makes a large return for the smallest devotions of her servants. But two conditions are necessary for this. First that we offer her the homage of a soul pure from sin for otherwise mary will say to us what she said to a soldier a man of vicious habits who as saint peter celestine relates offered every day a devotion to the virgin one day when he was suffering greatly from hunger our lady appeared to him and presented him some exquisite viands but in a vase so filthy that he did not venture to taste them i am the mother of god mary then said to him who has come to relieve thy hunger but i cannot taste from this vase answered the soldier and do you wish replied mary that i should accept thy devotions offered me from a soul so polluted the soldier at these words was converted became a hermit lived thirty years in the desert and at death the virgin again appeared to him and conducted him to heaven we have said in the first part of this work that morally speaking it was impossible that a servant of mary should be lost but this must be understood with the condition that he lives without sin or at least he wishes to abandon it for then our lady will assist him but if any one on the other hand should sin in the hope that our lady will save him he would by his sin render himself unworthy and incapable of the protection of mary the second condition is that he perseveres in his devotion to mary perseverance alone shall merit a crown says saint bernard perseverantia sola meritor coronam. thomas Kempis, when a young man was accustomed daily to have recourse to the virgin with certain prayers one day he omitted them then he omitted them for some weeks then he gave them up entirely one night he saw mary in a dream who embraced his companions but having come to him said what do you expect who have given up your devotions depart for you are unworthy of my favors terrified by these words thomas awoke and resumed his accustomed prayers richard therefore with reason says he who is perseveringly devoted to mary will be blessed with hope that all his desires may be gratified but as no one can be secure of this perseverance, no one can be sure of salvation before his death. It was a very remarkable document, which brother John Berkman's, of the company of Jesus, gave to his companions, when he was requested by them to leave with them in writing, what was the most pleasing devotion which they could make to Our Lady, in order to obtain her protection. And he answered, Any small thing, but let it be constant quid quid minimum dum modo sit constans finally however i add here simply and in a few words the different devotions we may offer to our mother to obtain for us her favour a thing which i consider the most useful that i have written in this little work but i do not so much recommend to my reader to practise them all as to practise those which he selects with perseverance and in fear of losing the protection of the divine mother if he neglects to continue them oh how many who are in hell would have been saved if they had continued the devotions which they once commenced to marry devotion one of the hail mary this angelic salutation is very pleasing to the most holy virgin for it seems to renew as it were the joy which she experienced when saint gabriel announced to her that she was made mother of god and therefore we should often salute her with the Hail Mary. Salute her with the angelic salutation, says Thomas Kempis, for gladly does she hear this sound. The Divine Mother herself said to Saint Matilda, that no one could better salute her than with the Hail Mary. He who salutes Mary will also be saluted by her. Saint Bernard heard himself once audibly saluted from a statue of the Virgin, which said to him, Hail Bernard. Ave Bernarde. And the salutation of Mary, says St. Bonaventure, will be some grace whereby she always responds to those who salute her. And Richard adds, if one comes to the mother of our Lord saying, Hail Mary, could she deny him the favor he asks? Mary herself promised St. Gertrude, help in death for every Hail Mary, she said. The blessed Alanus asserts, that as all heaven rejoices when a Hail Mary is said, so the devil trembles and flees. Chelum gaudet, satan fuget, cum dico, ave Maria. Which Thomas Kempis also confirms, for a devil who once appeared to him suddenly fled at hearing the Hail Mary. The practice of this devotion is, first, to say every morning on rising, and every evening on going to bed, three Hail Marys, prostrate or at least kneeling adding at each that short prayer by thy pure and immaculate conception o mary make my body pure and my soul holy to ask the blessing of mary as our mother as saint stanislaus always did and place ourselves under the mantle of our lady praying her that during the following day or night she may keep us from sin and it is a great help to this to keep near the bed a beautiful image of the virgin second to say the angelus etc with the three hail marys as usual in the morning at noon and in the evening john the twenty second was the first pope who attached an indulgence to this devotion on the occasion as father Crasset relates when a criminal who was condemned to be burned, by invoking Mary on the vigil of her annunciation, remained uninjured, even to his garments, in the midst of the flames. Benedict the Thirteenth at length granted a hundred days indulgence to those who recite it, and at the end of the month a plenary indulgence, having made their confession and received Holy Communion. Father Crasset also states that there have been other indulgences granted by Clement X, to those who at the end of each hail mary add thanks be to god and mary deo gratias et marie formerly at the sound of the bell every one knelt to say the angelus now some are ashamed to do so but saint charles borromeo was not ashamed to descend from his carriage or horse to recite it in the street and sometimes in the mud it is related that a certain indolent religious who would not kneel at the signal for the hail mary saw the belfry bow three times, and a voice spoke from it, which said, Behold, thou wilt not do what even senseless creatures do. Let it be remembered, that as Benedict Fourteenth directed, in the paschal season, instead of the Angelus, the Regina Chaley is said. And from Vespers on Saturday, through the whole of Sunday, the Angelus Domini is said standing. Third, to salute the mother of god with a hail mary every time the clock strikes alphonsus rodriguez saluted mary every hour and in the night when the hour came the angels woke him that he might not omit his devotion fourth on quitting or entering the house to salute the virgin with a hail mary that at home and abroad she may protect us from sin and to kiss her feet as the carthusian fathers are accustomed to do Fifth to pay reverence with the Hail Mary, to every image of Mary which we meet, and let every one who can do so, place some beautiful image of the Virgin in a niche, in the walls of his house, that it may be honored by those who are passing by. In Naples, and still more in Rome, there are very beautiful images of Our Lady, by the wayside, placed there by her devout servants. Sixth, The Holy Church directs that the angelic salutation be prefixed to all the canonical hours of the office, and that the office should terminate with it. Hence it is well, at the beginning and end of every action, always to say a Hail Mary. I say of every action, whether it be spiritual, as prayer, confession, communion, spiritual reading, hearing a sermon, etc or temporal, as study, giving counsel, labor, going to table, to bed, etc. Happy are those actions that are enclosed between two Hail Marys. And thus also on awaking in the morning, on closing the eyes to sleep, in every temptation and peril, in every burst of anger, etc., say always a Hail Mary. My dear reader, practice this, and you will see the advantage to be drawn from it remembering that for every Hail Mary, there are twenty days indulgence. Moreover, Father Ariema relates, that the Blessed Virgin promised St. Matilda a good death, if she recited every day three Hail Marys, in honor of her power, wisdom, and goodness. And she also said to the Blessed Jane of France, that the Hail Mary was very pleasing to her, especially when said ten times, in honor of her ten virtues. Many indulgences are also attached to these ten Hail Marys. DEVOTION to OF NOVENAS The servants of Mary are very attentive and fervent in celebrating the novenas of her feasts, and during these the Holy Virgin, full of love, dispenses to them innumerable and special blessings. One day St. Gertrude saw under the mantle of Mary innumerable souls, whom our lady was looking upon with great affection and she understood them to be those who on preceding days had prepared themselves by devout exercises for the feast of the assumption the devotions to be used for the novenas are the following first mental prayer morning and evening with a visit to the most holy sacrament with the addition of an our father hail mary and glory be to the father etc repeated nine times second three visits to some image of mary thanking the lord for the graces granted to her and asking of the virgin every time some special favor and at one of these visits the prayer which is placed at the end of each of her feasts should be read third make many acts of love at least one hundred or fifty to mary and to jesus for we can do nothing more pleasing to her as she said to saint bridget than to love her son if you wish to become dear to me love my son jesus cite mihi vis de amma Amaphilia meum jesu fourth read every day of the novena for a quarter of an hour some book which treats of her glories fifth make some external mortification of haircloth, cloth discipline etc with fasting or some abstinence at table from fruits or other agreeable food At least in part chewing also some bitter herb and on the vigil of the feast fast on bread and water but all this must be done always with the permission of a spiritual father but better than all others are the practices in these novenas of internal mortifications as abstaining from the indulgence of curiosity either through the eye or the ear remaining retired and silent obeying not answering with impatience bearing contradictions and other things of the sort which may be used with less danger of vainglory and greater merit and for these too the permission of the director is not needed the most useful exercise is to propose at the beginning the amending of some fault into which we are most liable to fall and to this end it is well at each of the visits above named to ask pardon for some past sin renew the intention of avoiding it in future and implore the help of Mary in keeping this resolution. The honor most dear to the Virgin is the imitation of her virtues, wherefore it is well in every novena to propose to oneself some special virtue of Mary, particularly adapted to the mystery. As for example, on the feast of the conception, purity of intention, of her nativity, the renewing of the spirit and the awakening from tepidity, of her presentation detachment from something to which we are most attached of the annunciation humility in bearing contempt etc of the visitation charity towards the neighbor almsgiving etc or at least the praying for sinners of the purification obedience to superiors and finally of the assumption the practice of detachment and doing all things as a preparation for death living as if every day were to be the last in this way the novena will prove of great service sixth besides the communion on the day of the feast it is well to ask it more frequently of the spiritual father on the days of the novena father signeri said that we cannot honor mary better than with jesus for she herself as father Crasset relates reveal to a holy soul that nothing dearer could be offered to her than the holy communion for there jesus christ gathers in the soul the fruit of his passion hence it appears that the virgin desires nothing from her servants more than the holy communion saying come eat the bread and drink the wine that i have prepared for you finally on the day of the feast after communion we should offer ourselves for the service of this divine mother by asking of her the grace of the virtue proposed in the novena or some other special favor and it is well every year to set apart among others some feasts of the virgin to which we have the greatest devotion and tenderness and make a particular preparation for this by dedicating ourselves anew and in a more especial manner to her service choosing her for our lady advocate and mother then we should ask pardon for our negligence in her service during the past year promising her greater fidelity for the year that is to come in a word let us pray for her to accept us as her servants and obtain for us a holy death devotion three of the rosary and office the devotion of the most holy rosary is known to have been revealed to saint dominic by the divine mother herself when the saint being in affliction and bewailing to his lady the conduct of the albigensian heretics who at that time were doing great injury to the church the virgin said to her this earth will always be barren until the rain falls on it saint dominic was then given to understand that this rain was to be the devotion of the rosary and that he was to publish it and indeed the saint preached it everywhere and this devotion was embraced by all catholics so that, at the present day, there is no devotion more practiced by the faithful of every condition than that of the most holy rosary. What have not modern heretics, as Calvin, Boucher and others said, to bring into contempt the use of the rosary? But the great good is well known, which this noble devotion has brought to the world. How many by its means have been freed from sin? How many led to a holy life? how many have had a good death and are now saved let us read the various books which treat of it it is enough to know that this devotion has been approved by the holy church and the sovereign pontiffs have attached indulgences to it to him who recites the third part of the rosary the indulgence of seventy thousand years is granted and to him who recites it entire, eighty thousand and yet more to him who recites it in the chapel of the rosary benedict the thirteenth at length annexed to the rosary for him at least who recites the third part of the rosary which has been blessed by the dominican fathers all the indulgences which are attached to the rosaries of saint Bridget, namely one hundred days for every hail mary and our father that is repeated and moreover those who recite the rosary gain the plenary indulgence on all the principal feasts of mary and of the holy church and also of the dominican saints if they visit their churches after confession and communion but let it be remarked that this is understood of those whose names are inscribed in the book of the rosary to whom a plenary indulgence is also granted on the day when their names are inscribed provided they have made their confession and communion and one hundred years if they wear the rosary and to those who make mental prayer once a day, seven years each time, and a plenary indulgence at the end of the month. In order to gain the indulgences attached to the recitation of the rosary, it is necessary to meditate on the mysteries, which are to be found recorded in many books, but it is sufficient for those who do not know them to contemplate any one of the mysteries of the passion of Jesus Christ, as the scourging, death, etc the rosary must be recited with devotion and here call to mind what the holy virgin said to saint eulalia namely that she was better pleased with five decades said with pauses and devotion than with fifteen in haste and with less devotion on this account it is well to say the rosary kneeling and before some image of mary and at the beginning of every decade to make an act of love to jesus and mary by asking some favour and moreover let it be remarked that it is more efficacious to say the rosary in company with others than to say it alone urban the second attached many indulgences to the recitation of the little office of our lady which is said to have been composed by saint peter damian and the holy virgin has often made known how pleasing to her was this devotion as we learn from father the litanies are also very pleasing to her and an indulgence of two hundred days is granted every time they are recited also the hymn hail star of the sea ave maris stella which the divine mother ordered saint bridget to repeat every day and more than that the magnificat for with this we praise her in the very words with which she praised god devotion for of fasting many servants of mary on saturdays and the vigils of her feast are accustomed to honor her by fasting on bread and water it is well known that saturday is a day dedicated by the holy church to the honor of the virgin because on this day says saint bernard she remained constant in the faith after the death of her son for this reason the servants of mary never fail on this day to offer her some special homage and particularly the fast on bread and water as saint charles borromeo cardinal toledo and so many others practised it ritard bishop of Bamberg, and father joseph Ariaga of the society of jesus did not even taste food on saturday the great graces which the mother of god afterwards bestowed upon those who practised this devotion may be read in the writings of father Ariema. it is sufficient for us to mention the compassion which she showed to that bandit chief who on account of this devotion was permitted to remain alive although his head had been cut off and although he was under the displeasure of god and was enabled to make his confession before dying he afterwards declared that the holy virgin for this fasting which he had offered had preserved him in life and he then suddenly expired it would not then be a very extraordinary thing if any one especially devoted to mary and particularly if he had already deserved hell should offer to her this fast on saturday he who practices this devotion i may say will hardly be condemned not that our lady will deliver him by a miracle if he dies in mortal sin as happened to the bandit such prodigies of divine mercy seldom take place and it would be madness to expect external salvation by them but i do say that the divine mother will readily obtain perseverance in divine grace and a good death for him who will practice this devotion all the brothers of our little congregation who can do so fast on bread and water on saturday in honor of mary i say those who can do so meaning that if any one is prevented from doing so on account of ill health at least on saturday he may content himself with one dish, make a common fast, or at least abstain from fruits or other agreeable food. It is necessary on Saturday to offer special devotions to Our Lady, to receive communion, or at least hear mass, visit some image of the Virgin, wear haircloth, and the like. And at least on the vigils of the seven feasts of Mary, let her servants endeavor to offer this fasting on bread, or any other manner they are able devotion five of visiting the images of mary father signeri says that the devil could in no better way console himself for the losses he has sustained by the overthrow of idolatry than by attacking sacred images through the heretics but the holy church has defended them even by the blood of the martyrs and the divine mother has also made manifest by miracles how much she is pleased by devotion and visits to her images The hand of St. John of Damascus was cut off because he defended with his pen the images of Mary, but Our Lady restored it to him in a miraculous manner. Father Spinelli relates that in Constantinople, every Friday after Vespers, a veil which hung before the image of Mary was withdrawn of itself, and after Vespers on Saturday it closed of itself. The veil before an image of the virgin was seen to withdraw itself in a similar way by saint john of god whereupon the sacristan believing the saint to be a robber struck him with his foot but the foot was withered all the servants of mary therefore are accustomed often to visit her images with great devotion and also the churches dedicated to her honour there are indeed as john of damascus teaches The cities of refuge where we find safety from temptations and from the punishments merited by the sins we have committed saint henry the emperor when he entered a city always visited before anything else some church of our lady father thomas sanchez never returned home until he had visited some church of mary let us not be weary then of visiting our queen every day in some church or chapel or in our own house where it would be well for that purpose to have in some retired place a little oratory with her image adorned with drapery flowers tapers or lamps and before it also the litanies the rosary etc may be said for this purpose i have published a little book which has already gone through eight editions of visits to the most holy sacrament as well as to the virgin for every day in the month some devout servant of mary may cause one of her feasts to be celebrated in some church or chapel and preceding it by a novena with the exposition of the sacrament and also with sermons but here it is well to notice the fact which father spinelli relates in the miracles of the madonna in the year sixteen eleven in the celebrated sanctuary of mary in monte Vergine, it happened that on the vigil of pentecost the people who thronged there profaned that feast with balls excesses and immodest conduct when a fire was suddenly discovered bursting forth from the house of entertainment where they were feasting so that in less than an hour and a half it was consumed and more than one thousand five hundred persons were killed five persons who remained alive affirmed upon oath that they had seen the mother of god herself who with two lighted torches set fire to the inn After this I entreated the servants of Mary, to abstain as far as they can, and to induce others to abstain from going to such sanctuaries of Our Lady, in times of feasting. For hell then received much more fruit from it, than the Divine Mother received honor. Let him who practices this devotion, go and visit them, at a time when they are not thronged. DEVOTION six OF THE SCAPULAR. As men take pride in having others, wear their livery so the most holy mary is pleased when her servants wear her scapular as a mark that they have dedicated themselves to her service and are of the number of the family of the mother of god modern heretics of course ridicule this devotion but the holy church has approved it by many bulls and indulgences and father Crasset relates and also father lazana when speaking of the scapular of mount carmel that about the year twelve fifty one. The holy virgin appeared to the blessed simon stock an englishman and giving him her scapular said to him that those who wore it should be saved from eternal damnation in these words receive o my very beloved son this scapular of thy order the badge of my confraternity a privilege granted to thee and to all other carmelites and any one who wears this at death shall be delivered from eternal flames and father crassett still further relates that mary appeared at another time to pope john the twenty second and directed him to declare to those who wore the above-mentioned scapular that they should be released from purgatory on the saturday after their death this the same pontiff announced in his bull which was afterwards confirmed by alexander the fifth clement the seventh and others as the above-named father crasset relates in the passage above cited and as we have remarked in the first part paul v mentions the same and appears to explain the bulls of the preceding pontiffs prescribing in his bull the conditions to be observed in order to gain the indulgences annexed namely the observance of chastity according to the state of life the recitation of the little office of the virgin and for him who cannot recite that the observance at least of the feasts of the church and abstinence from meat on wednesday thus the indulgences that are attached to this scapular of our lady of mount carmel as well as the others of the dolores of mary of mary of mercy and particularly to that of the conception are innumerable daily and plenary in life and at the article of death for myself i have taken all the above-mentioned scapulars and let it be particularly made known that besides many particular indulgences There are annexed to the scapular of the Immaculate Conception, which is blessed by the Theatine Fathers, all the indulgences which are granted to any religious order, pious place or person. And particularly by reciting Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory be to the Father, six times, in honor of the Most Holy Trinity, and of the Immaculate Mary, are gained each time all the indulgences of Rome, Portiuncula, Jerusalem, galatia which reached the number of four hundred and thirty-three plenary indulgences besides the temporal which are innumerable all this is transcribed from a sheet printed by the same theatine fathers devotion seven of entering into the confraternities of mary some persons disapprove of confraternities saying that they give rise to contention and that many persons join them for human ends but as the church and the sacraments are not condemned because there are many who abuse them neither should we condemn the confraternities the sovereign pontiffs instead of condemning them have approved and highly commended them and enriched them with indulgences st francis of sales earnestly exhorts laymen to enter into the confraternities what did not st charles borromeo do to establish and multiply these sodalities and in his synods he distinctly intimates to confessors that they should endeavor to induce their penitents to join them and with reason for these confraternities especially those of our lady are like so many arks of noah in which the poor people of the world may find refuge from the deluge of temptations and sins which inundate them in it we will learn in the course of our missions the utility of these confraternities speaking exactly there are found more sins in a man who does not belong to the confraternities than in twenty who frequent them the confraternity may be said to be the tower of david the tower of david a thousand bucklers hang upon it all the armor of valiant men and this is the cause of the good obtained from the confraternities namely that their members acquire in them many defenses against hell and they make use in them of many means to preserve themselves in divine grace which it is very difficult for persons in the world who are not in confraternities to practice in the first place one of the means of salvation is meditating on eternal truths remember thy last end and thou shalt never sin and so many are lost because they do not think of it with desolation is the land made desolate because there is none that considereth in the heart but those who belong to the confraternity are led to think by the many meditations readings and sermons that are made there my sheep hear my voice ovis mei vocem mei audient secondly in order to be saved it is necessary to commend oneself to god ask and you shall receive pedite et And the brothers of the confraternities do this continually, and God hears them more graciously, because he has himself said, that he will willingly grant great graces to prayers made in common. If two of you shall agree upon earth concerning anything, whatsoever they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Concerning which, Saint Ambrose says, many who are small, if they unite together become great and the prayers of many cannot but be heard in the third place in the confraternity the sacraments are more frequently approached on account of the rules as well as on account of the example of other members and by this means perseverance in divine grace is more easily obtained the holy council of trent having declared the communion to be an antidote by which we are freed from daily sins and are preserved from mortal sins fourthly besides the sacraments and the sodalities there are practiced many exercises of mortification humility and charity towards infirm and poor members and it would be well if in every confraternity were introduced the holy custom of assisting the infirm poor of the country it would be a still greater advantage if there could be introduced into them in the honor of the divine mother the secret sodality of more fervent members I will here enumerate the exercises that are usually practiced in these one half an hour of reading two vespers and compline of the holy spirit are said three the litanies of the virgin are repeated and then some brothers who are designated practise mortification by bearing the cross upon their shoulders or others of the similar kind four for one quarter of an hour a meditation is made on the passion of jesus christ five each one accuses himself of any violation against the rules of which he has been guilty and receives penance for it from the father of the congregation six the little flowers of mortification made during the past week are read by one of the brothers who is selected and then the novenas to be said are announced etc finally the discipline is made for the space of a miserere and a salve and every one kisses the feet of the crucifix, which is at the foot of the altar. The rules, then, would be for each brother. 1. To make a meditation every day. 2. A visit to the most holy sacrament and to the Blessed Virgin. 3. In the evening, an examination of conscience. 4. Spiritual reading. 5. To avoid games and the conversation of the world. 6 to frequent the communion and practice some mortification of the chain discipline etc seven to recommend every day to god the souls in purgatory and sinners eight if any brother is sick to visit him but let us return to our subject in the fifth place it has already been said how much more sure is our salvation if we serve the mother of god and do not the brother serve her in the congregation How much do they praise her there how many prayers do they offer up to her there they consecrate themselves from the beginning to her service choosing her in an especial manner for their lady and mother and they are inscribed in the book of the children of mary hence as they are distinguished servants and children of the virgin she therefore treats them with distinction and protects them in life and in death thus a brother of the confraternity would say that with the confraternity he has received every blessing now all good things come to me together with her venerut mihi omnia bona periter cum illa every brother should pay particular attention to two things first as to the end that is to enter the confraternity for no other end but to serve god and his holy mother and save his own soul two not to leave the congregation on the appointed days For affairs of the world since there the most important business in the world is to be transacted namely eternal salvation endeavor always to draw as many as you can to the confraternity and especially to induce those brothers who have left it to return to it again oh what terrible punishments has our lord caused those to suffer who have abandoned the confraternity of our lady in naples a certain brother left the congregation and being exhorted to return, he said, I will return when my legs are broken and my head cut off. And he was a prophet, for very soon after, his legs were broken and his head cut off by some of his enemies. On the other hand, the members who persevered are favored by Mary with spiritual and temporal good. All her domestics are clothed with double garments. Omnes domestici eius vestiti sunt duplicibus. We may read in Father Ariema the special graces granted by Mary to the brothers of the confraternity in death and in life, but especially in death. Father Crasset relates that in fifteen eighty six there was a youth who being near death fell asleep, but afterwards awakening he said to his confessor, O oh, father, I have been in great danger of hell, but my lady has rescued me. THE DEVILS HAVE PRESENTED MY SINS BEFORE THE TRIBUNAL OF THE LORD, AND ALREADY THEY WERE DRAGGING ME TO HELL. BUT THE HOLY VIRGIN CAME AND SAID TO THEM, WHERE ARE YOU TAKING THIS YOUTH? WHAT HAVE YOU TO DO WITH ONE OF MY SERVANTS, WHO HAS SO LONG SERVED ME IN THE CONGREGATION? THE DEVILS FLED, AND THUS I HAVE BEEN SAVED FROM THEIR HANDS. THE SAME AUTHOR RELATES SOON AFTER THAT ANOTHER BROTHER OF THE CONGREGATION, ALSO AT THE POINT OF DEATH, HAD A GREAT CONFLICT WITH HELL but he conquered and full of joy exclaimed oh what blessings come from serving the blessed mother well in her confraternity and thus entirely consoled he died he afterwards adds that the duke of popoli being on his death-bed said to his son my son i know that the little good i have done in life i owe to the congregation and therefore i have no greater good to leave thee than the confraternity of mary I am more proud of having been a brother of the congregation, than the duke of Popoli. Devotion 8. Of alms in honor of Mary The servants of Mary are accustomed, especially on Saturday, to give alms in honor of the Divine Mother. That holy shoemaker called, Saint Deus Dedit, God gave, as Saint Gregory relates in his dialogues, dispensed to the poor on Saturday all that he earned during the week and another holy soul saw in a vision a sumptuous palace which god was preparing in heaven for this servant of mary in the building of which nothing was done except on saturday saint gerard never refused anything that was asked of him in the name of mary father martin gutierrez of the society of jesus did the same and he confessed that he had never asked a favor from mary that he had not received And this servant of hers, having been slain by the Huguenots, the Divine Mother appeared to his companions, accompanied by some virgins, whom she directed to wrap the body in a sheet and carry it away. Saint Eberard of Salisbury practiced the same devotion, and on this account a holy monk saw him in the form of a child in the arms of Mary, who said, This is my son Eberard, who never has refused me anything alexander de hales practised the same who having been requested by a lay brother of saint francis in the name of mary to become a franciscan left the world and entered into the order let not the servants of the virgin then be weary of giving daily some little alms in her honour and increase it every saturday and if they can do nothing else at least for love of mary perform some other act of charity as visiting the sick praying for sinners and for the souls in purgatory, etc. Works of mercy are very pleasing to this mother of mercy. Devotion 9 Of Frequent Recourse to Mary Of all devotions, none is so pleasing to our mother, as recurring often to her intercession, by asking help of her in all special necessities, as in taking or giving counsel, in dangers, afflictions and temptations particularly in temptations against purity the divine mother will certainly deliver us if we have recourse to her with the antiphon we fly to thy patronage sub tuum presidium etc or with a hail mary or only invoking the most holy name of mary which has particular power against demons the blessed saint francis in a temptation against purity had recourse to mary and she immediately appeared to him, and placing her hand upon his breast, delivered him. It is useful to kiss or press the rosary, or the scapular, or even to look on some image of the virgin. And be it known that Benedict the Thirteenth granted fifty days indulgence to those who pronounce the name of Jesus and Mary. Tenth and last devotion. I unite in this various practices of devotion in honor of Mary one to celebrate or cause to be celebrated or at least to hear mass in honor of the holy virgin it is true that the holy sacrifice of the mass can be offered only to god to whom it is offered principally in acknowledgment of his supreme dominion but as the sacred council of trent declares this does not prevent it from being offered to god in gratitude for the graces bestowed on the saints and his most holy mother and in commemoration of them that they may deign to intercede for us and therefore it is said in the mass that it may avail to their honor but to our salvation this offering of the mass as also the repeating three our fathers hail marys and glories to the most holy trinity in gratitude for the graces granted to mary she herself revealed to a soul were very pleasing to her for the virgin not being able fully to thank the Lord for all the favors bestowed on her, is pleased when her children help her to thank God. Second, to reverence the saints who are most closely united to Mary, as Saint Joseph, Saint Joachim, and Saint Anne. The virgin herself recommended to a nobleman the devotion to Saint Anne, her mother, and we should also honor the saints who had the most special devotion to the Divine Mother. As Saint John the Evangelist, saint john the baptist saint bernard saint john of damascus the defender of her images saint Ildelphinus, the defender of her virginity etc third to read every day some book which treats of the glories of mary to preach or at least recommend to all particularly to one's relatives devotion to the divine mother the virgin one day said to saint bridget make thy children my children To pray daily for the living and dead who are most devoted to mary let us here enumerate many other indulgences granted by the pontiffs to those who in various ways honor this queen of heaven first to those who say blessed be the holy and immaculate conception of the blessed virgin mary an indulgence of one hundred years is granted and when after the word immaculate the word most pure is added according to father crassett Other indulgences are granted, applicable to the souls in purgatory. Second, for the salve regina, forty days. Third, litanies, two hundred days. Fourth, to those who bow the head at the names of Jesus and of Mary, twenty days. Fifth, to those who repeat five Our Fathers and Hail Marys, in the honor of the Passion of Jesus and the Dolores of Mary, ten thousand years and for the convenience of devout souls, I will here mention other indulgences, attached by the supreme pontiffs to other devotions. First, to him who hears mass, three thousand eight hundred years. Second, Benedict the Fourteenth granted seven years indulgence to those who make the Christian acts, with the intention of receiving in life and in death the holy sacraments. And if they are continued for a month, plenary indulgence applicable to the souls in purgatory or to themselves at the article of death third to those who recite fifteen our fathers and hail marys for sinners remission of the third part of their sins fourth pope benedict the fourteenth has granted more indulgences to those who make mental prayer for half an hour every day and plenary once a month after confession and communion Fifth. To those who recite the prayer, soul of Christ, anima Christi, etc., three hundred days. Sixth, those who accompany the viaticum obtain five years' indulgence, and with lights, seven years, and those who cannot do this, if they accompany it, reciting an Our Father and Hail Mary, one hundred days. Seventh, those who kneel before the most holy sacrament gain two hundred days. Eighth, those who kiss the cross one year and forty days those who bow the head at the glory be to the father thirty days ninth to priests who before mass recite i wish to celebrate mass and ego volo celebrare misum etc fifty days are granted tenth to those who kiss the regular scapular five years other indulgences may be found in the works of father viva let every one endeavor when seeking the above named indulgences to make an act of contrition that he may be in a disposition to gain them i omit other devotions which are to be found in other books as the seven joys the twelve privileges of mary and the like and let us terminate this work with the beautiful words of saint Bernadine. o woman blessed among all women thou art the honor of the human race the salvation of our people thou hast a merit that has no limits and an entire power over all creatures thou art the mother of god the mistress of the world the queen of heaven thou art the dispenser of all graces the glory of the holy church thou art the example of the just the consolation of the saints and the source of our salvation thou art the joy of paradise the gate of heaven the glory of god behold we have published thy praises we supplicate thee then o mother of mercy to strengthen our weakness to pardon our boldness to accept our service to bless our labours and impress thy love upon the hearts of all that after having honoured and loved thy son on earth we may praise and bless him eternally in heaven amen and with this my dear reader and brother lover of our mother mary i leave you saying to you continue joyfully to honor and love this good lady endeavor also to promote the love of her wherever you can and do not doubt but securely trust that if you persevere in true devotion to mary even until death your salvation will be certain i finish not because i have nothing more to say of the glories of this great queen but that i may not weary you the little i have written may indeed be enough to charm you with this great treasure of devotion to the mother of god with which she will correspond with her powerful patronage accept then the desire i have had by this my work to see you safe and holy to see you become a loving and ardently devoted child of this most amiable queen and if you know that this book of mine has aided you somewhat i pray you of your charity recommend me to mary and ask of her the grace that i ask for you namely that we may both meet in paradise at her feet together with all her other dear children and last of all i turn to thee o mother of my lord and my mother mary i pray thee to accept these poor labours and the desire i have had to see thee praised and loved by all thou knowest how much i have desired to complete this my little work on thy glories before my life which is now drawing to a close should end i now say that i die content leaving on the earth this book of mine which will continue to praise and to preach thee as i have endeavoured always to do in these years since my conversion which through thee i have obtained from god o immaculate mary i recommend to thee all those who love thee and especially those who will read this my book and especially those who will exercise the charity of recommending me to thee o lady give them perseverance make them all saints and thus bring us all to praise thee together in heaven o my most sweet mother it is true that i am a poor sinner but i glory in loving thee and i hope great things from thee among others that i may die loving thee i hope in the sufferings of my death when the devil will place my sins before me that first the passion of jesus and next thy intercession may give me comfort to quit this miserable life in the grace of god to come to love him and thank thee o my mother through all eternity amen thus i hope thus may it be o lady say for us to thy son they have no wine how bright and clear is the intoxicating cup of this wine the love of god inebriates us even to contempt of the world it warms and strengthens us renders us insensible to temporal things and inclined to heavenly things thou art a fruitful field full of virtues full of graces thou didst come forth as a bright and ruddy dawn for original sin being destroyed in the womb of thy mother thou wast born bright in the knowledge of truth and ruddy with the love of virtue no enemy has power against thee for a thousand bucklers hang upon thee all the armor of the valiant men for there is no virtue which does not shine in thee and thou in thyself dost possess all that belongs to every saint o our lady our mediatrix our advocate commend us to thy son o blessed one obtain by the grace which thou didst merit that he who through thy means has deigned to become a partaker of our infirmity and misery Thou also interceding, may make us partakers of his blessedness and glory. Live Jesus, Mary and Joseph. End of section 50